Listener Production. It's Friday. Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. I like to call him Mr. Happy. Happy, happy, joy, happy days. We dance, we kiss, we schmooze, we carry on, we go home happy. What do you say? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, that was Dyson. We've already had Halloween this week, but bye bye, my- Ween. More like it. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> bye bye, Ween. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, I'm having my own personal Halloween today. This is the scariest day of the season for me because, well, 3rd of November is International Jellyfish Day. Oh, no. Yep. That's what Uh World Jellyfish Day. Wibble, wobble, wibble, wobble. Jelly on a plate. Don't want to get too into the mind-blown territory, but um, jellyfish, been around for 650 million years. Are they also Um, older than trees? I don't know, but, um, you know. Been around that long, can't even bloody invented, you know. Invented a backbone. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. <laughs> um, they don't have hearts, they don't have blood, they don't have bones or brains. Um, they have nerve nets and uh, they're made up of more than 90% water. Apparently they're quite good for you and there's so many of them that it, we should be looking at that as a sustainable form of food. Eating jellyfish. Yeah. Um, but although a person can die in just three minutes if stung by a deadly box jellyfish. They'd be, they'd be the mushrooms of the sea. There'd be a bunch of poisonous ones, wouldn't there? There would be a few poisonous ones, I'm wondering. I don't know whether there'd be as many um, jellyfish that you would eat and then zone out to some world music to <laughs> at some bush stuff. But um, yeah, mm. like I'm sure you could, you could nibble a few and, and avoid a few. Um, but anyways, a single jellyfish well, may release up to... Well, I'll tell you what, you know, what single jelly, a single jellyfish may release... What would be a jellyfish's favourite musical artist? That's the question. Who is a jellyfish's favourite musical artist? Sting. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, a single jellyfish may release up to 45,000 eggs a day. How do they do that if they don't have any bones or brains? They're just popping them out one by one, eh? Pop down to the local and get a dozen of those, mate. Why not? Chuck one on a bacon sanger. <laughs> Poach uh-huh. jellyfish egg <laughs> on your sandwich. Why not? Um, well, with that right. in mind, uh, no breakfast is unwelcome at the all-day breakfast table. So we're going to be jumping right into it, shall we? Yeah, let's do it, Matt and Alex. Oh, no, look, let's jump off with a slightly, slightly sweet sight, slightly salted, like my favourite popcorn uh, conversation. It's Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. <laughs> the magnet on the back of my phone. Can we please keep that in? <laughs> you know, the, you know the thing you stick out. to your to your car, the the car phone thing that's got a little magnet in the case behind my phone. Yeah, that just why is there a picture of a jangle. dog on your phone? Oh, everyone asks that. Sophia changes the background on my phone all the time. Show me. Preloaded you hold it up to your webcam. Don't show it. Preloaded um, pictures and it changes every time. See now it's going to be a picture of a, a lily. flower. Wow. Anyways, we, hey, we got a show to do. Yeah, you don't, I was going to say, you don't like dogs. Why would you have one in the background of your phone? All right, bye. I mean, no, not bye. Let's dive <laughs> right in. Jump ahead of myself there. All right, come on, let's go. Let's go. Come yes, on, hit th- it. Now this is sometimes good to put in the faff so that people are aware of how bad it could be. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they go, oh, they don't. They they just remember we still do this. <laughs> It just often doesn't make it in. <laughs> and I'm so, I bet they're so glad we decided to treat them to it today. Yeah, you're welcome, <laughs> listener. Thank you. Please, the next, the rest of the show is really good stuff, I promise. Mm. All right. 
the crim. All right, come crim. on, let's do oh, it. Let's do it. Let's go in. Do the show. Press the okay, button. quick. As Matt says, see ya. This is just the start. <laughs> Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Alex Dyson, I couldn't help but um, be taken aback by a post I saw on Instagram. You saw a post. Did you gasp audibly when you saw the post? I didn't audibly gasp, but it was an internal, <gasps> right? Was it the post I put up uh, where I was holding three Charizards? I Pokemon saw that. cards this week. Ooh, tell Man. you what, you might as well have been on a bloody yacht in the I harbour. Mean, yeah, most of the time I hate flaunting wealth, you know, but... <laughs> When people put like pose with their diamond rings and you know their their Bugattis and stuff, yeah. but if you can't beat them, join them. So three. What, Where did what, you someone get your someone messaged me. He's like, "Where'd you get three Zardis from? <laughs> Charizardis." Okay, just to clarify, a Charizard is a uh, is a valuable Pokemon card. Mm. Um, and where did you get a well, three Charizard? A valuable Pokemon card. You in about 2015 or 16 traded one. Charizard Pokemon card. Yeah. For a Mazda 323. Yeah, that's right. A used Mazda 323. Yeah. We exchanged a single Charizard Pokemon card for a car which we then drove from Canberra to Brisbane. Mm. Good value, if you ask me. <laughs> Don't know if this swapper thought that. That's extremely good value, Matt. I'll give you that. Um, also, a friend of, of like a guy I went to school with, he sent me a, a Sandstorm magic card <laughs> that had been signed by Darude. Are you kidding me? No, I don't know where it is, though. It was in my desk at Triple J for a while. I think I've got it at home. Can I have it? <laughs> <laughs> this is not. Uh, this has nothing to do with what I, what I wanted All to right. bring up. Okay. What, what post did you see on Instagram that, that okay. made you internally so, gasp? Um, October 18th, right? A little so while ago now. It's yeah. come and gone, yeah. But there was a gig on at Carnegie Hall. It's quite okay. a famous venue, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely is. To benefit the Good Plus Foundation... Um, and it was called a very good night of comedy. And I'm going to just read out, um, some of the people the on the list. Okay. A very good night of comedy. All right. I'll have a listen. Okay. Jerry Seinfeld. Heard of him. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Seen his movies. Amy Schumer. Have laughed. And Ronnie Chang. A uh, previous winner of Best Newcomer at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Oh, Alex Dyson. <laughs> were those the four names? Or the, the four big names? They were the four names at Carnegie Hall. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Mm. Amy Schumer and Ronnie Cheng. Mm. <laughs> While I was... Scooping up Sophia's slop. You mean dinner? After or, dinner. Or <laughs> yeah. dinner after a digestive <laughs> no, 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 no. journey. Just wiping up wiping up the dropped rice and the dropped curry yeah. and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Rather so you're doing that rather than headlighting Carnegie Hall with <laughs> yeah. the person that Anyways. you you won the they they don't do it often. But you joint one best newcomer with Ronnie. Yes, am I, correct? I mean th yeah. this is this is the thing. So it was one of those things where I was like, mm. okay, yeah. okay. Do you this know is what where I think. I got uh, the, the two main differences are here, all right, and why Ronnie's name was uh, next to Jerry Seinfeld, Kevin Hart, mm. Amy Schumer, 
and yeah, yours was not. And that's because a couple of years ago, you crossed your arm and said, no, nah, I'm retired. I don't, I don't yeah, okay, I'm going <laughs> to take that as why, sure. <laughs> Rather than still doing comedy. That's, yeah. that's sort of a key why he was asked, probably. Um, in, yeah, in 2003, I also retired from playing high school soccer. It doesn't mean I should be up there with Beckham. I'm saying you shouldn't. If you kept playing, who knows what could have happened? <laughs> um, anyways, it just made me think. It was like, oh, he has gone on to do incredible things. And don't get me wrong. I believe that I've done some incredible things as mm. well. You're doing one right now, a Friday episode of All Day Breakfast. I know, but that is at a level With, that I was like. You know, your name alongside a name, Alex Dyson. <laughs> let's, let's be honest here. Do you think that. If you're going to take. Take Seinfeld, Schumer, and Hart <laughs> to put Dyson alongside that, mate. <laughs> Could you imagine? Do you think Jerry's sitting there right now going, Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to Larry David. I'm going to read out a name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, because, and I wanted to bring it up because here's the thing in 2005 as well, I graduated from drama school around about this time. And there's going to be a lot of people that are graduating, not just from drama school, mm -hmm. but graduating in general from the university, from their high schools. And it starts becoming difficult when you find yourself in a position where the people that have been all around you and your family and your friends mm. who've all been level equals, suddenly you're out in the big bad world and they get elevated to a level where you just, you think, uh-oh, I'm not good enough. Literally had a conversation about this a day ago of a person from high school, a name in the media and goes, oh my God, that's from high school. The, the, the story was going everywhere. Okay. They're like, oh my God, this person that had opened a business in New York and it's just like very famous. Like, oh my God, that's a girl from high school. That kind of thing. What had happened was she'd posted, I couldn't find any good sushi in New York. So I opened a sushi restaurant in New York. It went everywhere because everyone's like, you're not Japanese. You're, <laughs> you're from Brisbane or something like that. And so there you go. The people from high school go on to do other things. Right. So is the sushi place successful? Um, well, no such thing as bad publicity. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was actually, people were angry. Is that yeah. why it was everywhere? Yeah. I think sushi, I was like, well, you sort of need cultural, a bit of cultural um, weight behind you to, you know, go out and produce sushi. This is what I'm that heard the backlash was. I'm not necessarily having a go at someone. For oh, it. mate, come on, just do what they used to do at the South Bank sushi train here in Brisbane. Just chuck a few little Cheerios in there. You know the sausages, wait, little party wait, wait, party wait. Frankfurts. You're in a cocktail Frankfurt. Yeah, with chuck rice and seaweed. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll 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 get rid of those appropriation. <laughs> Conversations like that. Well, it, it changed the conversation <laughs> to an absolute insult. <laughs> an absolute um, slap on the face. You may as well you may as well go to Tokyo and just start burning the, the flag in this along this bloody Shibuya pe pedestrian crossing. Putting a cocktail frankfurter in your sushi. That is yeah. unbelievable. Swap the tomato, swap the soy with tomato sauce, mate. That'll get you bloody publicity. Um, <laughs> Goodness but me. no, so look, it is, it, I just thought I'd read an article, which I saw as well. Um, apropos, well, no, I was just trying to, um, you know, give some advice to anyone who's going through it because you know, you get, you graduate. Suddenly your, your friends are doing amazing things. You're not, you start going, oh my God, 
Very Am I good enough? And this thing can can sometimes follow you for the you know for a long time. Now, hard on my sleeve. I'm actually very happy for Ronnie, and I love that he's doing these incredible things. And I wouldn't swap anything with him because I I'm very happy with what I have. Mm-hmm. But it that took me a long time to get to a place like that. I have to mm-hmm. say, and for a long time, especially on the up, you get really just. I mean, Josh Thomas was probably the first person who I felt really like. Why, how come he's, ha- he's getting all these things and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And that happened, that lasted for a few years, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so, uh, I'm just going to read the four little tips that this article cnbc.com says, uh, and that's tip number one, make sure your envy does, doesn't become malicious. Okay. So don't mm. try and, so don't try and bring people down. If they're doing well, you can feel jealous. Oh, and you can use it for motivation if you want to succeed. Well, for sure. That is the other one that, that let it be a trigger. So, um, they use the example of a writer who said that she felt uh, Gretchen Rubin, who was a lawyer, wanted to be a writer. And she knew that because she felt sickly jealous whenever someone who was having writing, uh, you know, career writing achievements. And she thought, okay, that makes me realize that I'd actually need to be a writer. Mm. And so then followed their goals. Um, the third one is compare your past self with your present self. So look at the, look at the progress that you've made mm, good tip. and be proud of yourself. And you're not just going in circles as that, there's that meme that says you, you're not just going in circles. You're going up. You're, you're making progress. You should mm. be proud of where you come from. And finally, think about the highlights reel. So, you know, everyone's always got their highlights reel. Yeah. What you're seeing is the highlights reel and Ask yourself, if I were to post my highlights reel, would people be jealous of me? There's a good chance that they would be because we can all manufacture those things. So mm. be proud of what you're doing. Be proud of what you're achieving. Keep going. And um, and if you do, if you did end up um, uh, going to that gig at Carnegie Hall, um, feel free to let me know how terrible it was. <laughs> <laughs> And how much I didn't miss out on anything. Yeah. yeah. I got asked on a podcast, I was doing some other podcast, someone was interviewing me recently and they asked something about that sort of jealous, well, the jealousy of other people. And just like when you're trying to go on, you know, be successful, quote unquote, and that kind of thing. And I was talking about how it's interesting being co-hosts with, I've had two co-hosts in my time, yourself and Tom Ballard, who are very talented, very funny, big stand-up things, acting and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it's the way that comes up sometimes is like where the people like ask, oh, are you going to do those sort of things? Are you going to do? And I'm like, yeah, if people ask me, but I sort of realized at some stage during it that I I didn't really have the drive. I think that you both contain within you to reach these heights that you've been able to reach. And so I'm quite, you know. I'd only be doing it to try and appease other people rather than, you know, what I've wanted to do is really, I've wanted to host a TV show. I've really wanted, I want to be a guest panelist on, you know, would I lie to you? Or like some of these, these kind of things that come up. I'm like, oh, mm. I, I don't really, I would if that people ask me, but I don't want it bad enough. And so why am I, when I'm not trying to do it, why am I, why that, would I get jealous of other people who that's what they really want to do? Exactly. And that is one of the points that, um, greatest.com, um, a, a, like a sort of, who published an article about this says, remain grounded in your core beliefs, right? Mm. Follow your path. Do you, do you. That's the thing. Dog. I reckon Matt, you could be on stage at Carnegie Hall, killing it, doing that. It's just really hard. 
to do. It's like it's, you've got to work it takes really, so much effort. really hard <laughs> to do that. And I was saw um, Jerry Seinfeld being um, interviewed by Howard Stern, right? Mm. And he's talking about like, and it's, he's like, so you're at dinner and just you're thinking, constantly thinking of gear and like, is, is that funny? The way they put the knife, the way to put the knives out is the way that sort of thing. And your family's talking to each other and it's like, you're just constantly thinking of bits and gear. And Jerry's like, yeah. And Howard Stern's like, that sounds torturous. And Jerry Seinfeld's like, yeah, yeah. But you choose the torture that you're comfortable with. Yeah. And it, to reach these sort of things, you've got to torture and kill yourself and compromise in so many ways at that single mindedness drive, you know, that that's a form of torture. And so is sitting back on the couch with a beautiful family, but seeing people on the TV, whether it's sports or doing this or on Instagrams, like they're doing that. It's like, yeah, but the torture there is like, oh, maybe I could have done it if I wanted to, or why am I trapped here? And that sort of, that's a form of torture. But if you're more comfortable with that torture, that's go for it. That's great. <laughs> you know, torture me on. Mm. Love that torture. So choose which one. Um, all right. Well, let's just move on. Well, hey? you've chosen the torture you're comfortable with, and that's another episode of Matt and Alex. <laughs> yeah, you're torturing yourself breakfast. right now <laughs> listening to us. Bro, it is, you know, we mentioned that it was uh, World Jellyfish Day. Mm. Um, and I well, just thought I'd, before we dive into mailbag, I thought I'd talk about a, um, you know, a, a story that I've seen in the news recently. Because I, you know, I've, I mentioned I'm terrified of jellyfish. Truly, I am. Yeah, all sorts of invertebrates in the ocean do not appeal to Matt O'Kine. No, but um, Hungarian scientists have uncovered elements in our DNA. I don't remember giving my DNA to Hungarian scientists, but go well, on. Well, maybe they'll just take it, mate. Um, and then they'll find out that certain elements, when very active, can destabilize genetic codes and cause aging. Okay, that's how you get older. But part of the research work, what they're doing, they've seen pathways at work in certain cells which don't age, um, such as cancer stem cells and the immortal jellyfish. A jellyfish immortal? Well, there are certain types of jellyfish... They can be killed by predators or die yeah. by other means, but their ability to switch back and forth between life stages in response to stress means that in theory, they could potentially live forever. Just get hit with a bit of stress and you become young again. I'm, I'm yet to see that Marvel character. Oh yeah, we got Batman. We got Spider-Man. Where's Jellyfish Man? Where's Jelly Man? <laughs> yeah, damn. Hey? There are some weird off-brand... Superheroes, though. I remember. You got a Wii on him to like, that's his kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Batman unzips in order to, to push away jelly, the jellyfish. <laughs> the supervillain, the jellyfish. Oh, man. Um, but no, we are doing mailbag today. Uh, thank you for an another great week. God, I love hanging out with you. Um, and I don't mean you, Alex Dice. I mean you <laughs> listening. Truly love it. That's it. And uh, we enjoy your correspondence as well. Thank you very much to Lucy for your message. How did you get in somewhere for free after our discussion earlier in the week? About 15 years ago, I was going to Festival Hall to buy tickets to a Sum 41 show that night. Excellent choice, Lucy. When I was walking to the box hmm. office, we noticed a side door open into Festival Hall. So, of course, we just went inside, found an open storage room, hid there for about four hours, 
until we heard the show starting. Then we went out into the stands. Best night ever. How about that, that? is It's like that great. dude who pretended to be a mannequin the other day. Yeah, in the in the shop window to mm. go rob it. But you guys are just pretending to be mops and brooms <laughs> in the janitor's closet. Imagine if that opened it up. Tell you what, if you got caught then, you would have been in too deep. And I'm trying to keep. Thank you, Jazz, for your message as well. My head. Going under Who is, this is in regards to Heath from Tasmania, loosest bloke in Australia's tattoo list. Um, Jazz said, I was listening to the guy that got the DZ death rays tat. At least he got something out of it. I've got the word Wheat Bix tattooed on me forever. I sent the photo to Wheat Bix. They asked for my address and said they'd post me a merchandise package. It never came. Justice for Jazz. <laughs> so Jazz, you just, instead of asking and then when they said, yes, getting the tattoo, you got one, said, what do you give me for this? They go, yeah, we'll send you something and never came in the post. That is risky. That is as unsatisfying as eating a dry wheat bick, which I have done before. Do you know how Jazz feels? He probably feels like, he's in too deep, got tattooed wheat bicks and they won't send the prize. <clears throat> I think I'm going to chunder. Um, <laughs> we've also got Emily, who uh, we you sent us a message during the week. Emily, hello. Hello. How are you? Good, Emily. But uh, look, we need to clarify something because last week in uh, the talkback segment for what tactics have you used to catch a cheater, we read out this message. Emily said, I thought my husband was cheating. Turns out his old colleague from 10 years ago, who slightly looked like him, stole his photos and was using them on Tinder. We then figured out he had slept with at least three other women. Emily, you're here to set the record straight. I am. I am. So um, my husband is from Tassie and he was getting approached by his friends every now and then. He lives in Perth now, but he's getting approached by his friends being like, oh, um, I'm pretty sure I saw you on Tinder. What's going on? And um, we quickly figured out that someone had stolen his photos from back in when um, and obviously was living back in Tassie and was using them on Tinder. So we <laughs> they were like, yeah, yeah, he's on Facebook. He's on Facebook. We could not find him on Facebook given the name they gave us. Anyway, um, it kept on happening for about three or four years. And obviously my husband lives in Perth, so he's probably not picking up birds in Tassie on Tinder. <laughs> um, but um, I one day decided to create a little fakey Facebook account and um, found the profile. So I did a bit of detective work and um, I saw that um, there was like a few girls that had liked some photos and they were my husband photo, husband's photos, like always with sunnies on or a photo from his Facebook with a hat on or whatever. So you did some catfish um, fishing. I did. <laughs> I literally <laughs> fished a catfish. <laughs> Um, and then um, messaged these girls and they were like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one girl was like, I was dating him for a while. Like we even went to Melbourne to like a poker tournament and um, and all this stuff. So obviously we knew, you know, this person had been using my husband's photos mm -hmm. probably, you know, to do a bit of a dodgy one on the wife um, to hook up with girls. So, and so did he look sort of, do you think the guy looked a little bit like your husband? Yeah, he did. Like, he was like, you know, tall, blonde, white guy, right? Mm. They all look the same. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> put a pair of sunnies on them. <laughs> so, like, dead set, 
people, um, one of the girls was like, oh, yeah, I thought he looked a little bit different from his profile photo <laughs> um, on Tinder. Anyway, um, my husband got home from work that day and I was like, oh, I've got an update for you. Like, finally, um, you know, we can put this to bed. And obviously poker is quite a niche interest. Mm. So he knew straight away who this bloke was. <gasps> and it was like an old colleague from his work like 10 years ago back in Tassie. Oh. Who was married? <laughs> oh. um, who'd yeah been using my husband's pickies to get a little bit of something from on the side? Did he confront him? Yes. Yep. So we messaged him and was like, my husband was like super chill, like, hey, um, you know, just in the future, if you want to go and you know cheat on your wife, uh, can you not use my photos to do it? That's pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't say that's chill. That is ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like full denial. But while he was doing this, magically the profile on Facebook disappeared. Oh, so we obviously course. knew. Like, oh, busted! Yeah, yeah totally <laughs> busted. Well, oh. he was good at. If you like Pope Picard, he's good at bluffing, but it looks like uh, you uh, you won the day. There. He got the royal flush in the yeah. end, um, <laughs> down the drain. All right. Well, look, thank you so much for setting that record straight, Emily. We really appreciate it. And we're glad it's a, it's a good news story in the end, really. It is, right? Your hubby's a good bloke. He is. I'm turned that he is. Surprise, surprise. All right. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, Have Emily. A good day. We'll catch Bye. You later. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast. It has been a whole heap of fun once again. And uh, great news. If you want to strap in and uh, do another lap with us, we'll be back here on Monday. Yeah, and look, if you think of any stories that we might like or something happens to you over the weekend, do not hesitate to get in touch with us on at matt.n.alex on Instagram because we'd love to hear from you. Or if you see uh, either of us on dating platforms out there, it's uh, a big old catfish. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes, especially if you're in the southeast Queensland area <laughs> on Saturday night. No, no, jokes. All right, bye. bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.